Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Randall McEwen, and today we're going to talk about day three of Amsterdam, Zamdam, and the area all around. Yes, uh, if you listen to my previous podcast, you know that I've been out adventuring. Uh, we have had plans in 2016 to travel to South Africa, and Amsterdam was just a little three-day break to break up the flights from Toronto to, because there's no direct flight from Toronto to Cape Town. We're flying from Toronto to Amsterdam and from Amsterdam down to South Africa into Cape Town. So day three, uh, if you've listened to the last podcast, I talked about day one and day two. Day one was really, we didn't do much because that was arrival day and we were waiting on via tours who never showed up and it really was just a wasted day. However, day two, we were doing our hop-on, hop-off tour, canal cruise, all in the rain. So on the Sunday night, we had decided that since Viator canceled our Zan Shantz uh, tour, that we would actually just hop on the train and go up two stops and walk over to the windmills. So we did that. We got up early in the morning and went down for breakfast. Breakfast was included at the hotel. Give a big shout out to Intel Hotel Zandem. Beautiful hotel, great room, great food, great staff. Thank you very much. But uh, so we did, after breakfast, we made our way to the train station, which is right there at Zandem. And we took the train two stops north, got off, and we walked until we crossed the bridge. And as we're crossing the bridge, we could see the beautiful windmills. Some of them had their, uh, were turning, some were not turning, but it was just beautiful. All the walking was worth it, I would say, you know, like I was quite surprised. Um, again, if you listen to the last episode, you know that my wife had mobility issues. I was concerned about her, but uh, I had a little pep in my step as I wanted to actually see these windmills. That was my goal here in Zandam or in Amsterdam is to go up and see the windmills, the traditional windmills. And this is how uh, Netherlands, uh, I, I think of Netherlands, I think of the windmills. So this was amazing. So uh, we made our way to the windmills and we walked around. There's uh, several buildings you can check out. And uh, they have each, well, I shouldn't say each, but the th three windmills that we, we visited had little gift shops. You could enter them, enter other parts of the uh, windmills to see other things, but there's a fee for that. And it really wasn't up to spending a little extra money to do whatever was being offered. So we just uh, toured in a little bit to stores and stuff, and then we walked around the grounds. And we sat on a bench, and just uh, we admired just a the beautiful views from where we were sitting. There was a lot of pedestrian people walking around, checking out the sights and sounds and the community itself. This is a traditional, like, little village, uh, what uh, Netherlands, a village in Netherlands would have looked like years ago. And it was quite amazing. So I was quite impressed with that. 
So, uh, as I mentioned that um, in the last episode, we had gone to a store called Solomon looking for trekking poles. They didn't have them. We referred to a company called Beaver. So, early in the morning, just before we left to go to, uh, to see the windmills, uh, my wife called uh, information or called Beaver to see if uh, we could to find out uh, if they had the poles in stock, which the lady stated that she did have them in stock and that. Um, she would send over uh, an email with information about the types of poles they had and the location. So we had waited a little bit and nothing came through. So that's when we decided to go to City Windmills. It was a lot of walking, but it was worth it. You know, I'll be honest with you. That's that was the highlight of my trip to Amsterdam was the windmills. So after finishing with the windmills, we decided that we would go in and we would just find this beaver store. So it was basically located in the west end of Amsterdam on a street called, I'm going to try to say this, Stadterhaderskade 4. So hopefully I didn't butcher that too much, but that's where it was. Great store beaver. Uh, we got there. Uh, staff was very friendly. They showed a different type of hiking, trekking poles that they had. Uh, my wife picked out a pair took off the packaging at the cash, adjusted them so that she could use them straight away. Now, one of them kept on slipping a little bit. That's because it wasn't uh, tightened up enough, like the screw that we took care of later. But, um, you know, I was really impressed in the way they, they, the customer service they provided. It was amazing. And considering that night we had other things that we, or that day, I should say, we had other things that uh we had planned on doing. One of them was going to the Anne Frank house later on that day. But after we left the store, we decided to walk the streets a little bit rather than jumping back on the tram. And that's one thing, you know, when we we took the train into Amsterdam, out of the station and onto the tram to get ourselves to the Beaver store. Um, and we asked where we could pick up the tram heading back to Amsterdam Station and the staff were very friendly and pointed us in the right direction. However, we decided to walk the streets a little bit. And it's a good thing we did because we, walking, we came across several beautiful canals and we found a floating flower market, something that we had seen in videos that we had watched before leaving for Amsterdam. So we walked through the market and as just uh, vendors were starting to close. We then found our, our way to uh, a restaurant and it was called the Old Wester Cafe Restaurant. And we both ordered a dish called Hutspot, a very Dutch dish. A very, very, very quaint little restaurant. Service was excellent. And then when we finished, we were looking to find out where we had to go for the Anne Frank house. So we're standing in front of a church, and we asked the gentleman if he could direct us. He actually walked us around the church to the back where the actual entrance to the Anne Frank house was. And the funny thing was, we're standing in lineup and we talked to a couple behind us, only to find out that they are from Oakville, which uh, borders the city that I live in, Mississauga, here in Ontario, Canada. So it was, you know, you're not that far from home when you meet strangers that uh, live right next door to you. So that was quite interesting. Now, when it came to the Anne Frank house, staff told us right away there might be some physical challenges in there, narrow stairways, and in one place there was a ladder. Didn't know if uh, Kelly could actually handle that. 
they did advise us that uh, if we found ourselves in a situation where we could not move forward, just to wave to the security cameras and some one of the staff would come and, and help us. So we got to a point where there was stairs leading up to where Anne Frank hid, and we had to wait for someone to come help us, and they took us through another door. And we were able to see the tail end of the museum. I would recommend that if you are in Amsterdam to go to the Anne Frank house. Uh, it's a tragic story, uh, something that we should never forget. And even though we say never let it happen again, continues around the world, different people are being persecuted or executed for either their color, their uh, language, their religious beliefs, whatever. We need to let people live. I'll just say that, let people live. But, uh, yeah, it was very eye-opening. And I already knew a little bit about the Anne Frank story, but this really brought things to life. After we were done at the Anne Frank, we decided to take the tram back to the central station as it was getting late. And we had to get up bright and early the next morning because we were flying from uh, Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam to Cape Town International Airport to start our two-week uh, tour one week in Cape Town and the second week on safari just north of Johannesburg. Must say that uh, the hotel that we stayed at, Intel Hotel in Zandam, staff were excellent in, in assisting us in everything that we wanted to do. And, uh, you know, I appreciate them and I appreciate the fact that they did take care of us. We returned, we had a little bit of packing to do, and we had to get up early, and we're out of the room around 4.35, down to the lobby to check out. And sure enough, our taxi arrived early, so not even a chance to sit down and relax and wait a minute. But anyways, we were whisked away in the taxi and made our way to the Schiphol Airport, and we got through security quite fast because it was early in the morning. And we went through the KLM, went to the KLM lounge. Thank you, people at KLM. Service at the, the lounge was amazing. Highly recommended. And as I said in my earlier podcast, if you ever get a chance to use lounges, do uh, make sure that they are uh, reputable. Um, as I just said in an earlier podcast, uh, I think it was one about talking about status of uh, airports, uh, not to use Yotel in Paris. Uh, that we will talk about further detail in a future podcast. But anyways, yeah, KLM Lounge was excellent. Um, our flight was leaving around 10.20 in the morning and arriving in Cape Town around, I think it was going to be around 9.35, but actually uh, we were late. Um, and my concern about just getting there late was make sure we cut the sh caught the shuttle from Cape Town International Airport to our Hotel, Hotel Verte uh, in Cape Town. That was going to be for one night. Um, they go back to the lounge a bit. It was well worth it. I highly recommend it. Purchase the lounge access whenever you can. Hot meals, drinks, alcoholic, non-alcoholic. I had non-alcoholic, of course. Comfortable seating. They had charging ports, lockers, reading material. In some cases, shower, showers. Excuse me there, showers. Well... It was uh, enough relaxing in the lounge, and we had to make our way down to our flight to Cape Town. And I will be talking about that on another episode about 
the actual arrival in Cape Town and, you know, my anticipation, just trying to get, uh, calm my nerves a bit because I was super excited about starting this trip. You know, they, everybody was asking us, you know, before we were leaving, are you excited? And we were more nervous. We're more nervous because we don't know what to expect. We had a lot of issues with, uh, getting our itinerary, um, last minute basically. And, of course, you know, you're going to a new country, you don't know that much. I am, a, I consider myself a seasoned traveler, but I always get nervous with every trip. I feel more comfortable when I'm in destination, and I'm sure that is with a lot of people that they feel comfortable once they've actually landed and sort of sort of grounded themselves a little bit. That's the word I like to use, grounded. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to do more podcasts about uh, and more in-depth about the actual Cape Town and then the safari experience. So be sure to join me on a future podcast. I'm not sure the title of them yet. I'll be working on them. I do appreciate you coming by and listening, and I just want to say that the world is opening up now. You know, it's been a long time. COVID shut down a lot of it. And more and more people that I've seen want to travel now and uh tour operators or tour companies tourism and hospitality are trying their best to accommodate everybody it meant uh hiring new staff training new staff and uh that was quite interesting to see because the demand happened almost overnight and you can't train new staff overnight it takes time to train them properly so they're there to assist you. So please do not get angry with those people you come in contact, whether it be airports, hotels, restaurants. They're doing their best, their very best, to help you enjoy your trip, your travels, and your experience. Please use a little bit of patience and they will go a long way. So thanks for listening to Passports and Postcards. It's been my pleasure. My name is Randall McCune, and I look forward to bringing you more episodes as we move forward and looking at my experiences in Cape Town, which I tell you, that was nonstop, go, go, go. Off the safari, it wasn't as busy as we were able to have some downtime midday, but I'll get into that in later podcasts. Have a good one. Talk to you later.